fuck yeah. Toot toot. Please step on my neck, Denali. (laughs) I am begging you. Punch me in the face. Spit in my mouth. I loved it. I loved it. So I'm just going to everything Maha just said. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Too Hot for Hockey podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by Chandler. Hello, ladles. Maha. Hey, ladies. And our founder, Nikki. <laughs> Don't need to call me that. <laughs> that sounds like very founding fathers. I don't want. <laughs> but hello. <laughs> and uh, we are here to break down this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. This week we had episode five. And it started off with the girls coming back into the workroom after Kimura was eliminated. Um, Understandably, Denali was upset that she had to send home her fellow Chicago queen. And uh, we found out that there has been a YouTube video of all the Chicago queens put together that uh, Chandler, I think you'd like to share with us about it. Yeah, Denali posted on her YouTube channel um, after the episode and she, after every episode that she lip syncs in, she posts like a video on her YouTube channel um, of her doing the lip sync. But for this one, she included like a bunch of queens from Chicago, including Kimora. So it was really, really sweet. I liked that she was uh, involving all her Chicago sisters. It was great. Including the famous uh, Shea Coulee with the intro, which was very cool. Yeah. I really um, liked, um, Sorry. I was gonna say I really liked seeing the vixen in it she looked gorgeous yeah she had like an upscale version of that uh, paper dress that she made on her season that she was wearing that was really cool yeah it was great she had a redemption moment yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right and uh, of course the drama had to continue with Candy and Elliot Uh, between the two just throwing barbs at each other again and uh, Elliot went a little far in her talking head I'd say um, calling the other girls peasants and uh, girls what were your thoughts on that Nikki how about you start well I feel like that wasn't towards everyone I think she was just talking about candy Um, also I don't know I think it's funny I I call people peasants all the time so I think it's great (laughs) So yeah, she got thumbs up from me. <laughs> In a way, I'd say Candy deserves it. She's not being nice to Elliot, and she's not trying to be nice to Elliot in any way. So yeah, absolutely. She's been coming after her the entire time. It's like, give a girl a break. <laughs> uh, and then we also had Candy in her almost delusion, saying that she would have won last week if it wasn't for her outfit. Um, I think we all shared our our thoughts on Candy's outfit last week, which was a total tire fire. Um, and Tamisha stepped up and basically called her out. And uh, can I, can I interject just for one second? Totally. Can we get Maha's thoughts on her look from last week? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
I missed you guys last week, and I do want to touch on Candy's look. I think her performance and her look should have landed her in the bottom. Yes, I understand she was funny, but she was acting like herself. It was the same critique that Banji got a few seasons ago. Mm-hmm. She was just acting like herself, like her Danielle Bengali of Snatch Game was basically Vanjie. And it was funny because whatever Vanjie says is funny, but I don't think it was a great performance by any means. She sort of took over that role. She was like, I want to be whoopee cushion, didn't really give any of the other girls a chance to go for that role. Her makeup was awful. I think that was the first time she's ever done that. You're on Drag Race. No. Wig. It looked like a party city wig. (laughs) And her dress looked like she got it from like Shein for like $13. And you could see her undergarments. Like you are on RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) And then you have the audacity to come for the other queens and say, if your look was right, you would have been top. Come on. She's just a bully, a mean girl. And I understand she has these insecurities that she's projecting onto other girls. But, like, come on. Candy, no. No. Maha's back, everybody. Yes, she is. And she's absolutely correct. (laughs) We definitely missed Moha last week. And I could not agree more with that read. It was just terrible. I think one of my friends, Tiffany on Twitter, said that her dress looked like a diner cushion and a drape that's what her dress looked like and I was like that's that's what it looked like (laughs) oh my god that's amazing yeah she I can't believe she thought that that was the only thing stopping her from winning the challenge like come on how do you have the audacity to say that in front of all the other girls who did so much better than you like get out and a friggin grip And then Tamisha came in and shut it down. (laughs) We love her. We love her so much. (laughs) All right. And then uh, after the intro, we went into the mini challenge, which I am not quite sure if we can call this a mini challenge because it just kind of seemed like a shit show. Um, That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) It was strange. It was uncomfortable. Who wants to see sexy babies? Like, that's not a thing. I feel like they're just running out of material and are just throwing whatever out there. Like, which intern came up with this? I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I am so sorry. It was basically just a little segment to make Rue laugh. Lala got nothing out of it from winning. Yeah. Yeah, it was just weird. So with that. Moving on. I'd say the maxi challenge because we've got a lot to talk about here. It was the bag ball, Henny. And as Rue said, may the best bag queen win. So we had three categories for the girls to work through this week. Uh, One was mixed bag, which was a punny look based on a phrase with bag in it. The second was executive realness slash CEO look. And the third was a high fashion look made entirely out of a variety of bags that was supplied to them. So if uh, anyone had any ideas for what they'd do for the punny runway, I would love to hear them. So I was really excited about this one because I was like, if I was on Drag Race, I would have just gone as bag of chips and just dressed up as bag of chips. And I thought it would have been hilarious. And like Rue loves bag of chips. 
And Michelle thinks that bag of chips is terrible. So it would just be so enjoyable. <laughs> that would have been really funny. I also enjoyed Kimura's uh, Instagram post about what her bag was going to be. Douchebag. Yes. Oh my gosh. I so wish she was still here. So she could have done that. That was so good. Oh my God. Kimura has a personality. I wish she got a chance to stay around a little longer, but mm-hmm. but we still have queens like Candy around. <laughs> yeah, she's the silky of the season, that's for sure. I got yeah. Definitely. She makes good TV, and I think she's going to stick around for a while. Um, I'm, we're going to talk about Untucked in a little bit, but like that was the best Untucked episode in seasons. So... <laughs> All right. And while looking, working on the looks, the bald-headed brigade, as Rose, Rose started to call them, um, appeared to be in trouble. Uh, we learn early that Simone can't sew and Lala doesn't know how to use a sewing machine. And there was a bit of a sweet moment in the prep time there when Utica showed her how to use it. And I thought that was really funny. It was so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I think Denali tweeted out not too long ago being like Utica apparently helped everyone through that challenge in the workroom, which I thought was really nice of her. Cause there was quite a few girls who didn't know how to sew and we know how Nikki feels about that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. It was upsetting to see how many of them didn't know how to sew. So that was nice that Utica went out of her way to show it to Lala and I just loved how Lala was like I had no idea what she was saying but it was nice of her to try I was like this was like me trying to understand this whole stock exchange (laughs) and people trying to explain it to me and having no idea what's going on like that's exactly what that moment was with them it was so cute And speaking of Utica, because of where she's from, she has never been to a drag ball. So mother Tamisha decided to put one on in the workroom for her. And I thought it might be fun to just discuss ball culture a little bit for those who don't know much about it. Um, Chandler, would you like to start us off? Yeah, so I thought this moment was really sweet. Um, I love any moment with Tamisha in general. So I thought it was great that she brought some fun into the workroom. Everyone could like let loose a little bit because they're obviously all really stressed out. Um, So drag ball culture um, was primarily um, in, well, it started in New York City um, with uh, Black and Latin LGBTQ plus Um, people. It was uh, underground subculture um, that was going on for them to be able to celebrate who they were um, at a time when it was illegal for them to dress up in clothing of the opposite gender. So um, the balls would have contestants to walk um, and then compete for prizes. So it was about performance. It was a bit of dance, runway. Um, So it was really cute that the girls could kind of put on a a faux ball in the workroom. I thought that was really fun. I absolutely like died watching that. It's, I don't know if any of you have seen um, the documentary Paris is Burning. Um, that's from the nineties and it basically just follows ballroom culture throughout the eighties. And, um, actually fun fact, Rue makes all the contestants watch this before they start their season. Um, oh, because 
Yeah, ballroom just has like so many, so many bits of it are like intertwined in drag race and in popular culture, and it doesn't get the credit that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm about to go off because I really feel passionately about ballroom. Um, go off. Yeah, <laughs> it was during that time, like Chandler said, you know, it was for it was for queer black and brown folk, but also transgender black and brown folk because mm-hmm. it was an extremely volatile time for them to be themselves so ballroom was like a place where you could go to be yourself that's where you were safe you know and your house was like your support unit because unfortunately some of these kids you know their parents kicked them out they were homeless like mm-hmm. they had no food like so your house basically was your home and you were you know raised together you competed together um it was really it's really sweet um but yeah, Paris's burning goes through all of that. Um, one of the names that Tamisha brought up was Willie Ninja. And there is a show. Um, there's a few shows but that I want to talk about. But the first show is Legendary. And that's like a reality series where different houses compete. Um, anyways, the House of Ninja is Willie Ninja's house. And they're actually still a house today. And they compete in this show. Um, Laomi is a judge in that show she's also a huge part of ballroom culture she's the wonder woman of vogue um she's actually been doing ballroom since she was 15 so she's you know yeah very very much involved um so yeah so watch paris is burning pose is a show on fx that also has dominique jackson who's also a transgender woman who did ballroom in new york in the 80s um and then yeah legendary so those are the things that I suggest you watch, um, learn some things. Um, yeah, during that time in New York in the eighties, it was just, it was bad, including like for the AIDS epidemic. So it was just, you know, they all needed somewhere to go to support each other and ballroom just happened to be that. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed seeing Tamisha bring that. That mm-hmm. was, I loved it. That's great. That is so prevalent and these folks still have a place to go when they don't feel welcome within their mm-hmm. own homes, even mm-hmm. to find a place where there's community and camaraderie and safety. It's very important to queer youth as well as transgender youth, especially mm-hmm. black and brown folk. Mm-hmm. So just to wrap up the first day, we find out that Tamisha and Lala were actually drag mom, drag daughter originally in some small form before Lala actually really got into drag, which was a very cool moment as well, knowing just how many people Tamisha's put in drag. Mm-hmm. Being her technical biological, no, not her <laughs> technical early drag daughter in the competition with her. It was That's really cool. That's another layer of fun. She's got children for days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so cute the way she was like, oh, she's not officially a part of the house, but anyone I put in drag, like, isn't a mom at heart to me. I was like, oh, so sweet. Please put me in drag, Tamisha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And yeah, this episode covered a lot of deep things. We got into some deep topics here, especially in the mirror chat. This seems to be a bit of a theme when it comes to deep stuff and deep talks happen at the mirror. And just with everything that went on last year in the States, mainly about Black Lives Matter came up as well. 
And I'd love to hear your girls' thoughts on everything that came up and um, if there are any parts that really stood out to you. Um, Maha, would you like to get us started? Yeah, for sure. I think it's great that these queens are using their platform to talk about issues that are so prevalent and are uncomfortable to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I really like how either the producers or editing brought forward the black and brown queens um, to talk about their experiences, their lived experiences as queer black and brown folk. Because it's extremely different than white queer folk and how they experience discrimination and oppression because of intersectionality. And not only are these gay folk, they're gay folk that are black or brown and that participate in drag. So I think it was great that they brought that to life. They raised awareness on the importance of protesting amidst a global pandemic. That's the scale of the situation. And I think it was great to talk about. It may make folk uncomfortable, but that's how you make change. And that's how you spread awareness about issues that impact so many people. So yeah, it was tough to watch and I did shed a few tears, but it's an important conversation to have and it's a huge platform and I'm so, so proud of these queens for using their platform to talk about this. 100%. Sorry. Um, I, like Maha said, that was really hard to watch. Um, I think that Simone really touched on something too, that while that video of George Floyd was everywhere, I don't think people realized how traumatic that was for black people, like to have to see that everywhere. It was on TV, it was on social media, it was everywhere. And I know I like, I couldn't watch, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't see this, this is too much. And I couldn't imagine how that would feel you know, thinking that could be yourself or that could be your family member. Um, and when Lala re-shared her story, I couldn't keep it together. I just started crying because I, I I, can't understand what that pain feels like. Um, but it needs to be talked about. Like Maha said, it's uncomfortable. Um, but these queens are in a position where they have a platform and they can, you know, use that for good and getting that message out. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, when Lala broke out into tears in her interview, I immediately started crying. Like I, the amount of pain you could feel coming out of her was like heart wrenching. I just didn't even know what to do with myself. I felt so awful. And it was really a powerful thing to watch and listen to the conversation that was being had with Candy and Simone and Lala and Tamisha. I just think that there's a lot of young, there's a lot of youth that watch Drag Race. And I think it's going to be really powerful for these kids to see this conversation taking place and understanding from a very young age that it's this isn't okay and we can't sit around while this all continues to happen. And I think Maha brought up a great point earlier that the show did a really good job of letting 
that people of color speak for themselves. And I think it's important, you know, I'm a, I'm a white woman to listen and uplift people of color and let their voices be heard when it's their their lives at risk. We need to do what we can to support. So I I really enjoyed that this was kept in the episode and and talked about and I think it's a uh, important for us to, you know, support where we can. There's you know, the Black Girl Hockey Club, they have a get uncomfortable pledge that everyone can sign. Like there are places to go to make a difference. Definitely. And uh, because it is very important for us to lift up people of color, let their voices be heard and show support, we'd like to share a couple of uh, places you can donate. Uh, Rainbow Railroad, which is a Vancouver-based community group that supports people seeking refugee protection in Canada because of persecution based on sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, or HIV status. This was also featured on Drag Race Canada, which is a huge platform to share it on. And also we'd like to recognize Raven Trust, which works to enact legal change in favor of indigenous peoples in Canada. So check those out if you have a chance and donate if you're able. Um, all right, girls, next we'd like to move on to our runway. And for the safe girls, I think we're gonna just do a quick toot and boot because as Rue emphasized, we have 36 looks to get through. <laughs> And it would just take us forever if we did everybody's individually. Feel free to stop me if there's anything that speaks to you. I know we've got a couple of notes. <laughs> Nikki. Nikki's got her finger up. She's ready. No, I just didn't want to interrupt what you were saying because it's not related, but Brock Besser scored. <laughs> no. So. You have so much power. I do. I wish I could use it towards, you know, good, but... <laughs> Okay, anyways. <laughs> and back to drag race. All right. So our safe girls for this episode are Denali, Elliot, Simone, Olivia, Tina, and Candy. So I figure we'll just go category by category and say toot or boot, and uh, then we'll move on to the top three and bottom three. Cool. All right, uh, for Denali, let's go to Nikki on her first look at the mixed bag runway. Um, I said toot. I said toot. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Denali. <laughs> um, Elliot was a gift bag. Boot, boot, boot. Sorry, Elliot, gotta gotta boot that one. I said two. <laughs> You're so I don't sad. know. It it looked like a gift bag. Oh. Compared to the other to looks, me. I thought it worked. <laughs> I guess yeah. That's and okay. I, also I don't said know. boot. Sorry, it was really simple. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Simone had her fun bags out. Maha, what'd you think? Um, I'm gonna have to boot that. Simone, I love you. I'm sorry, but I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought it was tacky. I gave it a two because it was tacky. <laughs> she can do so much better. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Um, I said boot. I just thought it was too easy. I don't know. Yeah. 
You get me, Nikki. I know. I missed you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it a two because I thought it was funny. And I thought Nicole Byer put it best. Uh, I didn't know old Michelle came in black. (laughs) It was so good. Petition to make Nicole Byer a friggin' permanent judge. I Ah, love her. She's hilarious. Hilarious. She's right. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. All right, uh, moving on to Olivia with Punching Bag. And she kind of got upstaged by Simone earlier this season, which was mm-hmm. too bad because I thought it was a really good outfit overall. I gave it a two because who knows that you're both going to have a boxing outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maha? Yeah, have to toot that. Unfortunately, yeah, very similar to Simone's look. And Simone, sorry, had the upper hand there, but I still really liked it. Definitely a top contender for my Halloween costume 2021. <laughs> Everyone wear a mask and wash your hands. So Halloween isn't canceled this year. Or I will be very upset. I know. I want to be Sailor Jupiter and get it together. <laughs> yeah, we support more hand washing and face mask wearing. So And social um, distancing and yeah. get vaccinated if you can. All that yes. good stuff. <laughs> Um, I gave Olivia a boot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no! What? It made her look, she looked frumpy. The shorts were like too big and long. No. I gave That's what boxing shorts are usually though. Yes. I gave uh, her a toot because I thought it looked amazing. And I also really appreciated her boots. They were heels. Yes. I thought those were super cute. So she got a toot for me. <laughs> All right. Next we had Tina who is brown bagging it. Nikki? Boot. <laughs> boot. Two. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I said boot. I didn't understand what the bottom of her dress was. Yeah, Maybe it's just like a bag of empties or something. I don't know. Oh, oh okay. That makes sense. I still didn't. <laughs> and our final look for the punny runway was Candy, who was a bag of tricks. Chandler. Like a like a soft boot. Like the outfit was good. The mag the magic tricks were not so. A suede boot. Yeah, yeah. I said boot. I didn't. It didn't look like a bag of tricks. She looked like a magician. I don't know. Just didn't work for me. Boot and boot. Shocker. (laughs) All right. Next for our safe girls, we had money bags. We'll head back to Denali. Maha, what did you think of the Cruella Deville-esque outfit? Fuck yeah. Toot toot. Please step on my neck, Denali. (laughs) I am begging you. Punch me in the face. Spit in my mouth. I loved it. I loved it. So I'm just going to everything Maha just said. (laughs) Sign? Toot shooting. It's great. Even a boot. I didn't like her makeup. Katie, Katie, Katie. I'm gonna need your address. Yeah, show your work. <laughs> work out. Let's go. Oh, here. Um, Elliot was next. Um, I called it. Wait, 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 wait. We need to circle back. Okay. Why is it a boot? I didn't like her makeup. I don't know. Didn't feel it. Sweetheart. Sweetie. The way she looked like Cruella DeVille. She looked amazing. I, I don't know, girls. Sorry. 
<laughs> it's okay. You're allowed to be wrong sometimes. Yeah, it's okay. We'll forgive you. That's my opinion. <laughs> Don't tell me what I think. <laughs> Can I respond to Elliot now? Are we okay? Yeah, yeah we'll get over it. <laughs> I don't think I will, Katie. <laughs> then I'll just ignore you. Right. We can circle. We can circle back later. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-six. Look, girls, we got to move on. Uh, <laughs> Elliot in what I called a female Colonel Sanders look. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders did it better. It's a boot. This was a boot for me, and <gasps> I need to bring up because it made her head look tiny. Like she has a very small face and head. And she needs to watch her proportions because with that shoulder as wide as it is, it made her look like she had a shrunken head. So I didn't like it. Didn't care for it. I gave it a two. I thought she looked hot. It was. I thought she looked hot. Interesting. I don't know. I just like red. Maybe that's why. I don't know. She looked hot to me. That was a two. Elliot, don't worry. I got your back. Mm -hmm. These girls are haters. (laughs) These girls are haters. Like, oh, okay, never mind. I'll move on. Uh, Simone in her. Wait, what did you say? What was yours? Mine is boot as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Katie doesn't need to get on my bad side even more. <laughs> Love you. Um, Simone was in a bright pink suit with cutouts on the thighs and a red wig. Um, Sma, I'll give you one chance. <laughs> Boo. Sorry. Wow. Simone, uh, also, I know what you have up your sleeve, and that ain't it, sweetheart. That ain't it. I was also a boot for me. I didn't get it. I just didn't look good. Yeah, I gave it like a very soft toot. It was it was fun. I gave it toot with an asterisk because I thought her hair blended into the collar too much. Yeah, it was a little weird. You couldn't really tell what was going on. I agree. Girl, she can wear pretty much anything and she's okay with me. <laughs> she just has that body's type. Like, is it really fashion or are you just skinny? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm in that boat. Yeah. Um, Olivia was next in a blue suit with like a cape thing. Um, it says Chandler would like to read this bitch, please. So I'll go to Chandler first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated this like with a burning passion I was so upset because Olivia is so beautiful Mm -hmm. and this look was horrific like I wrote down Reitman's realness because it was just like I can't I I, oh my god it was a no like a hard no I'm upset for her she looked terrible it's very ill-fitting I wrote that down (laughs) for her that's the thing I gave it a boot as well just because I if the top part had fit her better and she went with a different colored wig I think that look would have been perfect but I just that color of that wig I could not stand I didn't Mm -hmm. think it looked great like it didn't look good at all and yeah it was ill-fitting so sorry Mm -hmm. Olivia completely agree it's like oh baby no what is you doing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, pretty much. Because we've seen her style before. We know what she can execute. So it was sort of like, come on, girl. So yeah. going to have to boot that. Community boot on that one. <laughs> yeah. 
look at us all getting along. Oh, yeah. See, we we came back around. Yeah. Hello. Um, next was Tina wearing a houndstooth suit-esque type thing that very much reminded me of Bob the Drag Queen's outfit. And it reminded Bob the Drag Queen of his outfit as well. <laughs> According to Twitter. Um, Nikki, what'd you think of this one? I gave it a toot because I thought it looked good. Like it looked amazing. Um, but I'll say it's like a soft toot just because I didn't care that it pretty much was like Bob's. So yeah, agreed. It's a toot. It's a toot for me. She looked hot. I love hands too. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I agree with Nikki. Very soft toot, just because I did not like that it was basically about the drag queen's outfit. And our last one for this round is Candy. I don't know if I could call this an executive, but so I think can that I can Nikki. I volunteer? This was a giant fucking boot. Yep. Because what the hell, girl? You literally showed up in a blazer and lingerie, and what the fuck was that wig? I That was a joke. That was an absolute joke. And I have no idea why she is safe. So, yeah. Boot. <laughs> Boot. So awful. So awful. <laughs> I love the, the pause for the the yeah. dramatics. <laughs> she just makes me so angry. Yeah. So angry. Our last quarter category is the high fashion bag creation look. Uh, our first one was Denali with her amazing Day of the Dead look, which I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of the night. Um, yes. What did you think? I audibly gasped. so well done Coco is one of my like favorite Disney Pixar movies and it was giving me like Day of the Dead like she looked hot so hot so well constructed Mm -hmm. Denali was robbed robbed. but that's okay she can punch me in the face any day of the day Agreed. She looked great. It looked like a real outfit. Like it didn't look like it was made out of bags and the like the jewels on the face were just like so good. She was trying to talk and untuck. She was like, couldn't in front of her. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we know Nikki's answer to Denali. Yeah, the giant toot. <laughs> it actually wasn't a toot for me. It was a shoe. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, next was Elliot with her, I don't know what kind of fabric to call this. I think it came from a bean bag. It was pink and white splotches. Um, it was a coat and like a little bra top and a skirt. I gave it a boot just because I thought it was kind of simple. Um, Chandler, what do you think? I agree. I think if like the coat was closed and it was just... Um, like just the coat I think it would have been a two but yeah the outfit underneath was just underwear so it wasn't it wasn't good ladies 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 it was fashion it was really well constructed it was like pink cow it gave me Monique Hart vibes I loved Mm it from like a beanbag chair it was really well constructed and really well done and I thought she sold it I thought she looked beautiful that was a toot for me. 
that was fashion. Come on. <laughs> I just wish she was like wearing the coat because the, the stuff underneath. Just, I think like, she was like, wearing the coat. I think you just don't like Elliot. <laughs> her correct, but it is honestly <laughs> hour here in Toronto. I don't know about Vancouver. Okay. Next was Simone with her "Where's Waldo at the Beach" look. Nikki, your thoughts? Boo! It was way too simple. It looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Simone. Great. Yeah. At least Elliot's look had a coat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Simone. Learn to yep. sew, girl. Learn to sew. Olivia Her butt had... was hanging out too. Like it wasn't even cute. No, Come yeah, it was. It was barely an outfit. Like yeah. she. No. At least she was self-aware. Like she knew. She was like, "Thanks." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least she wasn't like Candy, thinking she was like the yeah. hottest thing to ever walk the runway. So. Olivia so had the Wonder Woman holographic look. I gave this a massive toot. I thought it was awesome. Nikki, what do you think? I gave it a toot as well. I thought it was like really well constructed and it just, it looked great on her. Ditto, ditto. Yeah, she agreed. That's a toot. She had like, I don't know, like the most fun fabric out of everyone, I feel like. I was like, how did no one else end up with this holographic like bags? They were so cute. I thought she looked great. And then we had Tina with her red dress with a red beret and yellow suspenders. Maha, what did you think? Okay, I know I'm going to be in the minority here, but I said two. I liked it. I like that she goes back to her signature, but also can do other things. So, I yeah, I understand how people can get frustrated with that red and yellow, the Tina Burner original, but I thought she looked great. I thought she rocked it. Go, Tina. I also said to as much as I like dislike the Ronald McDonald colors, um, it just looked really good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, just liked it. Well constructed. Good for it her. It was. Yeah. <sighs> I gave it a food. <laughs> okay. I, I, I just, I like, I, I get what you're saying. And like, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I just think that like she's already done that outfit, but like slightly more interesting with her like latex night time look and like the second episode. I just, I don't know. It wasn't very exciting. Yeah, but like they're working with bags. Mm-hmm. Like it can yeah, only but, like, be. A bag chair. Like that's the most fabricy of all the things they got. Like some people got straight up paper bags. So I, the fact that she was like, I made this out of a beanbag chair. I was like, that's like one round thing of fabric. Like that's the easiest thing next to the sleeping bag that you could have made an outfit out of. So I don't know why yeah, she was- But she made a beautiful dress that was like proportioned to her body. And well, like I'd wear that dress. It was very nice. Yeah, like it was fine. All right, Chandler. <laughs> I'm with you. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, let's wrap wrap these uh, safe girls up. Um, Candy, um, I'd love to just go off on this outfit because (laughs) some of the girls tore the bags apart, made them into look something. She literally glued backpacks to her skirt. Like, this was not okay with me. Massive boot, worst, worst. Can't stand it. Chandler, I'll go to you because we agreed last round. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all going to agree this time. Like that, that was a boot that like, come on, that was so bad. And her makeup looked dirty. She looked like she fell in a pile of mud. <laughs> what happened to your face? 
<laughs> that's what happens when you're problematic. That's what happens to your face. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. It was a boot. Should have been in the bottom, but we'll discuss that a little later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a major boot. She looked like Dora the Explorer. Tina was right. But like worse. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Yeah. The Jan Sport bags. Come on. The audacity of this bitch. I know. I know. Ooh, girl. All right. Let's move on. And it's up a water here. Yeah, right. We need to cool down a little bit. Let's get to let's get to some queens we actually like. Okay. Yeah. Let's move to the girls who were in our tops. First, we had Got Mick. I'll just go through her three looks and then we can discuss. Um, first, she had body bag for the punny look. For the money bag look, she had a beautiful Swarovski crystal covered suit with that cool like like fringe or fin detail. Mm. And for her last one, she had some bags that she made into like a leg thing. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. even know what that was. They seem to like it though. So that's all that mattered because she's our winner this round. Um, Maha, why don't you get us started? So got Mick. I love her makeup. Yes. Her makeup will always be flawless to me. Mm-hmm. The, f- the first outfit, loved it, was gagged. So well done. So simple, but so well put together. Second look, 10,000 out of 10. <laughs> Fantastic. The way she sold it on the runway as well. Like I can see her confidence building and that's going to be very important to Gottman. Mm-hmm. and her success in the competition so great on her the third outfit I did not get it I'm on the same page as you Katie I don't understand what it was I get that it was high fashion or whatever you want to call it I just didn't think it was a complete outfit she sold it so I'm sure that's a reason she won but wasn't for me loved her wig though loved her wig um but yeah got Mick I personally don't think she should have won this episode. I agree. I think you're I think you're correct. I think her first two looks were incredible. Some of like the most exciting things I've ever seen. That like suit was just a moment. But yeah, that look that she constructed, I was like, if anyone else had done that, I don't know that they would have enjoyed it. Like it was just like straps hanging off like it was basically like four gym bags like tied to a leg and then some straps around the chest like it it's the similar situation as Simone like just because this queen is skinny she can put barely anything on and they'll think it's fashion and I don't think that's fair if Tina or Candy or someone had worn that same outfit they would have hated it. So I agree. I don't think she should have won. I agree with both of you. <clears throat> the first two looks I thought were great. Like I loved the body bag, loved it. And then obviously executive realness was super hot. This, I was so disappointed in her last look. Like for someone who said she went to fashion school and that's what you put together. I, to me, it didn't scream high fashion. You literally put drawstring bags around your leg. And then like cut up one and just like kind of put it on you. Like I, it, no, she should not have been the winner. 
For me too, it came back around to where would you wear this? Like it, it had a thong in the back. No girl with any kind of boob would be covered in any way. And it only covered one of your legs. Like where, where are you wearing this outfit? Yeah. Where is she going? The fact that Michelle was like, I could see this like on a runway. I was like, no, like who can wear this in real life? Like it's not, no. Uh, let's move on to Rosé. Her pony look was bagpipes. Her money bitch look was Bette Midler in Big Business, which I'm glad she said that because I didn't get the reference. I haven't seen that movie. And her third look was a silver space queen with a fun skirt when she spun around. Uh, Nikki, let's uh, go with you. I thought all of her looks were really good. Um, my favorite was her bagpipe look. Like she looked fucking hot in that Mm. um the executive one I mean I thought it was really cute I get where it was coming from I get the reference um I thought she executed it like really well I can see where the judges were like it's kind of basic so I get that but I thought she did really well um I really appreciated her last look I thought it had a lot of balance and flow and function um yeah so I yeah Mm. all of them are great Mm -hmm. Rosé came to play for sure Rosé all day. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the puns. <laughs> oh, Rosé. She's going to be one to watch for sure. For sure. She's very like polished, put together. Even just like the way she like stands and mm-hmm. like get, like gets critiqued. Like, I don't know. So she just carries herself very well. I was like living for her Scottish accent that she put on. I was yeah, like, I need a cold glass of water. Like this is a little, this is a little... Too much, much. To handle, but it was it was so cute. But yeah, Nikki, I agree. Her middle look, uh, it was fine. Like I, I didn't think it was like outstanding, but the look that she made, I thought was was really well done, and the movement was like super fun. I think it was Carson who was like, "Oh, it looks like a like a ride." It was like absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah, and although she like Candy just put. Like she only cut the bag and has to still kind of look like a bag, but at least she had something fun happen with it. So it wasn't just <laughs> a bag on you. Like yeah. it had movement and it did something. Yeah. Like there was a concept there. Concepts. Thank you. That's a, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's it's three tops in a row for Rosé. Yeah. Yeah. She's going for it. Girls yes. got it. Mm-hmm. This is our- like making sense with my jam to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And our third top, which I was kind of surprised by, but she brought it, Utica, was Doggy Bag. Uh, She had like a black dress with a lot of gold features and stuff on it for her second look. And her last look was sleeping bag, like a sleeping bag dress that was just, it stunned everyone, I think. Like, I didn't realize you could do that with a sleeping bag. Uh, Chandler, let's get it started. So her, her look that she made was one of the best ones I think I've ever seen. Like, I thought it was so well done. The shape was really interesting. The fact that she made that and some of the other girls made what they made was one of those Mm -hmm. things where like, did you guys get the same amount of time to do something? Like I was shook and I thought her first look, the doggy bag was really cute. I really didn't get her second look. I I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. 
And I agree. I think it was Michelle who said that maybe it was Rue actually um, when they were debating being like, she kind of like oversells her looks when she's going down the runway. And that's what I felt like it just, she was trying so hard and it's like, we get it. Like you're a dog. You don't have to like go down on the floor and lift your leg up. Like she just overdoes it. And that's where I think she lost the challenge to Gottmik because Gottmik wore her outfits better Mm -hmm. on the runway. So I felt really bad for her because she is just trying her best. And I think she probably should have won, but she just didn't carry herself well on the runway, which is kind of unfortunate. But that last look was impeccable. I felt the exact same way. I agree with Rue's critique that like she kind of camped it up too much, but I still thought that her looks were like really clean and polished. And that last look, Mm -hmm. I, she should have won the, that that episode just based on that look alone, because it was amazing. And I love Nicole Byer's comment. You made that in the same time it took Lala to (laughs) glue bags on herself. Incredible. (laughs) Utica was helping the other queens as well. Like, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. So Utica was helping Lala Ree thread a bobbin for Lala Ree just to go and glue bags on herself. <laughs> yes. Well, what happened oh. in between was Lala broke her sewing machine. I don't know how she paper. did that. But yeah, Lala, I'm sure we'll get to you, but. <laughs> yeah, Utica just killed it. I was like, I was really happy for her, you know, like she's just someone you want to do well. So she'll like get the confidence to where she'll like settle in a little bit. So it was nice to see. I think you can tell though, that she was really disappointed. She didn't win. I think she thought that she had that. And honestly, I thought she did too. And I felt really bad for her. Um, Yeah. 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 I'm glad we're all coming around. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just think the judges got dazzled by that suit Gottmik was wearing. And I think that's all they had in their head. I think so too. They were obsessed with it. You guys were throwing tons of shade Utica's way last week. So I'm glad you guys are finally. <laughs> oh, 100%. I'll 100% eat that. I thought she was fantastic this week. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's move to our bottoms. Uh, we'll start with Joey J. She had the IV bag and she didn't realize she had given herself a pun by putting Ivy on herself. Uh, We'll call it the poison ivy bag. (laughs) The blazer situation with an eye patch I didn't really understand. And a black and polka dot dress with some like tulle around her neck. And I'm not quite sure. Um, Maha, you're giving me a look. So I want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) I feel really bad for Joey J because I feel like Joey J is not the sharpest pencil in the box. Yes. And when someone's giving you an out, take it. Be like, yeah, that's what I meant to do. Not, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Like, and the aesthetic's not there. And I think there's a lack of confidence there as well. And it's really tough to see. I think there's more time needed to find Joey J as a drag queen. Mm -hmm. And I think joey j was a little too right for this competition and i think joey j knew that and that's why joey j introduced herself as a filler queen so there's a lot to unpack there but absolutely deserve to be at the bottom 
Yeah. Sorry, no, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%. I agree. I like I feel like Joey should have been on like season 16, you know? Like she just wasn't quite ready this time around, but she's so lovable and yes. like so quirky and fun and sweet and like a joy to watch. And so it sucks when she comes out on the runway and you're just like, what are you wearing? Like, mm-hmm. this is terrible. The middle look was like nothing, like nothing about it was drag. And so you're just like, ah, oh, Joey, like just try a little harder. I don't know. I agree with Maha. I think like she just was out of her element. And I, I hope that maybe in a couple years they'll like bring her back and she'll be like in her own, you know? But the looks just did not do it this week. The ponytail in the last look was like unforgivable. It was so bad. The line was so hard and it was very low. That's it the was first thing I saw and that's all I could see. Yeah, it was so bad. So no wonder she doesn't wear wigs because she just doesn't <laughs> know how. <laughs> Poor Joey. We love her. <laughs> I agree with everything that has been said. My only question that I have is, if you weren't going for Poison Ivy, why did you put Ivy on it? Someone definitely made that for Joey J and made a pun, like built a pun in there. Like And Joey J wasn't smart enough to realize. That's definitely what happened. Watching that exchange was painful. (laughs) Why wasn't she in like a hospital gown? Like why, like... None of it made sense at all. <laughs> well, you you can tell Joey's probably never been in a medical facility. <laughs> that's her, her idea of an IV bag. <laughs> Unless she thought IV, IV bag, like, I don't know. I'm not going to try to wrap my head around it. No, <laughs> don't get it. Joey J, as a boy, call me. <laughs> yes. Very, very attractive. Very cute. All right, our next bottom was Lala Ree. Her bag was Bag of Bones. Her middle money bitch was navy and yellow and pink cheetah dress with a bit of a peplum. And <laughs> her last outfit is being called <laughs> the worst outfit in RuPaul's Drag Race history. And rightly so, because she glued a bunch of paper bags to a corset and put it on. And like, not even well. I like she didn't do them well. As soon as she started lip syncing, that shit fell apart. (laughs) Kindergarten art project. It was so bad. Oh my god! How dare you? How How dare you? You don't have enough bags before you get started on something. I think Nicole Byer really hit on something. She's like, so when you got to the point that you realized you didn't have enough. You didn't think they're like, like she could have cut those bags. She could have cut them. So they opened up and made, you know, had bigger surface area. So there could have been something else there. Um, I honestly don't even understand the pattern she was trying to go for when she glued them together. Like it was like, she just put glue on them and then just dropped them on it. And was like, that's how it went. Um, I think her executive realness look I really liked that I thought it looked very good that dress fit her super well and I really liked that she went with that she went bold with that I thought it was really well done um I feel like her bag of bones look could have been a lot 
better if um, the bones were structured, like to look like a skeleton. And she did um, something with her face because I don't know what it's called, but there's like a voodoo thing that like, it's got like white paint on the on the face and it I feel like if she had done that it probably like would have really hit home that point of what that outfit was but it honestly wouldn't have even mattered because the last look was so bad (laughs) that's the thing she she could have looked so good in the other two outfits and it wouldn't matter because that last outfit was Mm -hmm. so terrible it looked like she had 30 seconds to put an outfit together. Like I, I truly don't understand how someone could make something so bad when they were given like an entire day to do it. Like, I feel like, like a cat without paws could have made a better outfit with Mm -hmm. a hot glue gun. Like I, I really, I love Lala, but that was I, I, it was painful. I like couldn't even look at it. It was so bad. I'm surprised the judges didn't go more in on her. I like, know. I would have read her to filth. How dare you come on the runway looking like that? Colin like, just shouldn't shouldn't have come out at all. <laughs> no. If I was Rue, I would have been like sachet right now. Like you don't even deserve to lip sync. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I can't believe they yeah. even gave her a chance. That was completely unacceptable. Chandler Frozen. I think so. Oops. Oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah, you guys all, my computer died. My computer was like, this outfit is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it it's Katie Muse. I'm telling you, Katie Muse is hacking us one by one. Yeah. Who knows? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but. All right. And Tamisha had, her bag was that old bag, aka she was a grandma. Uh, her money look was a forest green suit, and her last one was kind of just a big jumble of fabric she put together <laughs> into a dress. Uh, Chandler, what did you think? So, like, none of her looks were good necessarily. <laughs> I don't. I agree with Michelle's comp, or I think it was Nicole who said that, like they weren't really like drag, like they were kind of just outfits. Like, I think that kind of hit the nail on the head. Like I didn't think any of them were like the worst thing I'd ever seen, but none of them were very exciting or interesting. And her, her look that she made herself, I thought if she didn't have the neck piece and the, the wrist pieces, I think it would have come together a little better because the dress, the dress was like structured well, and I thought it like fit nice on her. It just wasn't necessarily like super exciting. I don't agree that, well, I mean, yeah, she can be in the bottom three, but <laughs> she could have been subbed out, but I don't know. I was just, dis- I was just disappointed. It was like seeing your mom fail. You're like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to watch that. Mm-hmm. And her like getting clocked for her makeup was just like, and then the the zoom in on the edit when Michelle was like, you need to blend more. And they just like zoomed in on her face. I was like, this is savage. Like you guys are so <laughs> mean, but it was true. <laughs> her alone. She's like 65. I know. And she's, she's fucking trying. God damn it. Okay. Yes. Her survivor. How dare you? <laughs> is it telling her to go talk to one of her like uh, fellow Go talk to one of the makeup, makeup queens. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Out. How rude. 
That was extremely She's trying rude. her best. She is. Yeah. And then you let Candy get away with that shit? I know. Yeah. You don't say anything to Candy and you're going to talk to Misha for her makeup? No. No. Not allowed. And no. Tamisha at least looked good in all of her runways. Agreed. Like, yeah. Maybe it wasn't drag, but she looked good. She looked put together. It should have been Candy. It really should have been Candy. 100%. I agree. I don't know. I really hope we see more of Tamisha. I hope she sticks around for longer, but I'm kind of worried. All right. So as mentioned earlier, Gottmik was our winner. And our bottom two were Joey and Lala, who faced off in lip sync. And the song was Fancy by Iggy Azalea. And Lala just kind of took Joey and threw her off the stage. <laughs> he wasn't even there. Joey J died during that one. <laughs> was so good i think the highlight of the whole thing was joey throwing money up and lala's like oh damn yes went and picked some (laughs) oh my gosh i have not laughed that hard in a while and it was just extra good because you know like joey was like this is my like one thing for this song that i can do and i'll like throw the money and it'll be like a big wow and then lala just goes and starts picking it up and gets like, a bigger <laughs> laugh like it was just so uh, it was so good lala deserved to win like a hundred percent they made the right choice so i like the queens Agreed. in the back yelling and like cheering on their fellow queens i love that camaraderie i know it's not rupaul's best friend race but it's nice to see. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're family. So, all right. And uh, so that resulted in our sweet Joey J going home. She can go practice putting on wigs. But <laughs> the also, the cuts to like candy when Joey was like in the bottom and lip syncing, I really could have done without. I was like, enough of this. I don't care that candy has a crush on her. Like, stop. They've known each other for a week. Sorry, go ahead. They've known each other for a week. Like, what crush is there? (laughs) True. And if she really had a crush on her, she would have helped her with her looks. Instead of being like, she doesn't have taste. I'm like, okay. And like, she needs to help herself on her looks. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true. (sighs) So annoying. All right. And next week, we got a little preview, and it's going to be another dancing challenge. Uh, do you think our dancing queens will step up a little bit or will it be the same as last time and they'll let others take the lead? I hope Denali wins is all I can say. I hope Denali and Rosé are the top two again and I'll be just, I'll just be so happy. <laughs> I think I really we would want be more... Olivia Lux come out of her shell. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Is that what you're going to say, Nikki? I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Um, I was just going to say, I think this dancing challenge will probably be more chaotic than the last one because I feel like everybody's probably going to speak up whereas the last one people were kind of just like nervous and getting used to each other this one I think is going to be way more chaotic so well luckily they have a choreographer this time right yeah thank god (laughs) Uh, I'm a little worried for Tamisha me too I think she'll be okay I hope so I just don't want them to give her anything like too yeah Hard. I don't know. Didn't she say she was a dancer, or choreographer, or something? She yeah. is, yeah. But she was like, I can't do what I used to be able to, you know. Yeah. 
poor thing. Like watching your mom get old. It's like literally like I'd rather die. This is the worst thing. I just want her to do well. All right, and that brings us to Untucked. Uh, we start with the safe queens discussing how they were frustrated about being safe, um, especially Olivia and Denali follows up a little bit. Um, Nikki, what did you think of the start of Untucked? I agree with Olivia. I can imagine that that's pretty frustrating just constantly being safe because like she said, you don't get the critiques that you need, you know, in order to know what to improve upon, right? Like Mm -hmm. what is it that's making you safe and that's not making you like top, right? So I agree with her there. It's, it's valid. I feel like they should probably should give them some sort of critique, but it's just too large a group to do that right now. So Mm -hmm. yeah. But also, like, her first two looks were so bad. Like, how Well, that's really the thing. Thought. That's the thing. Like, it, there's not been anything that she's done that's warranted her being in the top. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't disagree with her being safe, but I understand her complaint about not getting any feedback. So, I mean, she was in the top of two weeks ago. Yeah, like, their episode. That's true. So, yeah. she did get her critique, and it's only been two weeks of her being safe. Yeah, she's pulling, like, a Jan moment of, like, being annoyed. But I'm like, girl, it just started. Like, relax. Let's turn your pussy up. To be fair, though, last week she probably should have been in the top. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's okay. Again, Um, set your pussy up if you want to be in the top. Accurate. (laughs) And then we move on to some more Candy and Elliot drama where Candy tells Elliot that she needs to be more self-aware, which was uh, like face crack right there. (laughs) And Candy starts to read some of the other girls' looks, but somehow never mentions her buddy Lala, which was quite questionable. Yeah, that was rich. Like, shut up, Candy. Like, (sighs) she's a bully. She is a bully. All I wrote down for her was Kennedy is getting on the goddamn nerves. Yeah. I I looked it up today to see what sign she is because I was like, I need to know. And of course, she's a fucking Scorpio. She's a Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I I feel like all she does is thrive on conflict and I fucking hate it. Like, Mm -hmm. Olivia was honestly doing she was like you know let's give each other critiques then and it was like an a way to open up an honest discussion and instead of being a normal human being candy's just like elliot you need to read the room okay well first of all that doesn't have anything to do with her looks and secondly you read the fucking room honestly she gets on my damn nerves (laughs) (laughs) yeah the hypocrisy is exhausting like every single thing that candy says to another queen i'm like you are talking about yourself when she told tamisha to shut the fuck up i was like bitch you shut the fuck up up. you've been talking this whole time when she's saying to elliot you need to be more self-aware bitch you be more self-aware like it's truly mind-boggling how she thinks she's so good And she's just allowed to tell everyone how not good they are in comparison. Like, get over yourself. So, like, now you can totally see why the House of Aja broke down. (laughs) A hundred percent. 
what a disaster oh my god I can't I like I really don't know how much more I can take of it to be honest yeah no agree. definitely silky ganache 2.0 worse um, I'd say even I would say oh, yeah. yeah agreed agreed there's again I I see it as insecurity 100%. bubbling to the surface yeah her constant need to tear others down to make herself feel better. Very childish. She really needs to grow up. Mm-hmm. And I really want these queens to start putting her in her place. Like, oh, got Meg and Tina Burner, come for your girl. Yeah. Come for her. Because this is not acceptable. It's bullying. And I will not stand for it. However... It is a TV show. So I'm sure things are getting edited and misconstrued. And there's quite a bit of backlash with Candy right now. I know Katie wanted to touch on it. Sorry, I'm taking over your, coming over your gig, Katie. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, I just wanted to go back to what Chandler said about her, what she's saying about other girls kind of relates to herself. She's projecting a little bit. hundred percent. Seeing yeah. what other girls are doing and seeing herself in it. And I think it scares her a little bit. She's not what to do mm-hmm. with it. That's the thing. Instead of like taking it constructively and working on herself and elevating herself, she's instead tearing others down because that's mm-hmm. just easier to do. Um, I really liked when Tamisha called her arrogant. <laughs> I don't think Tamisha needed to start that argument. I do think that that was unnecessary, but I think somebody needed to tell Candy that she's arrogant. And I also really appreciated when she started flipping out about being called arrogant. Rose's like, Candy, you are arrogant. Like, she just yes. was like, matter of fact, like, there are no lies being told here, Candy. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing was just so ridiculous. Like, she lost her damn mind. And I'm like, you 30 seconds earlier just ripped Elliot's entire being and then got mad at him being like, no, no, we're done. You're not allowed to respond. And then Tamisha comes in, compliments them all being like, I respect all your drag, even though I may not like you. And Candy loses her mind. And it's like, do you not see the irony here that you're coming for Elliot so hard? And then as soon as Tamisha comes for you, you can't take it like don't dish it out if you can't take it then I, th- I feel like the reaction that candy had was like over the top and part of me thinks that like maybe this is something she's been told many times before I so it probably it. like hit a sore spot and she just fucking lost it but she yeah. acted like a toddler like it was just yeah. I couldn't yeah it was hard to watch <laughs> I think she just wanted her screen time got to yeah maybe. yeah she the did like immediately, uh, sorry, she just yeah. immediately apologized when she came back in too, even though it was like a bullshit apology. But I, I agree. I feel like she knows she'll get more screen time if she like hams it up a little bit. And it's like, that's not, it's not the look. Is that how you want people to view you? Because like, yeah. you know, it's getting edited in such a way that you're going to look like the villain here. So is it really worth it? Like, is that how you want to get your screen time? I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's very indicative of her house. 
Yes. They're yeah. always up in drama. They're always in scandals. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like, go to bed. Yeah, take a nap. Like, so I just, who has time for all of this? Like, it's so exhausting to me. I couldn't imagine, like, dealing with it firsthand or, like, even being in the room. Like, that is so not my personality. Like, just shut up and, like, drink some water. It's not worth it. Yeah. Drink some water. <laughs> Throw some lemon in there if you're feeling bougie. Yeah. <laughs> I also like would just like to add that I'm like quite disappointed in Mick in particular, but the fact that like Mick and Tina are close to Candy is very frustrating. And when Candy like came back being like, well, I'm going outside and basically was being like, my minions better follow me. Otherwise, I'm not going. Like, it was really embarrassing. I was like, so you couldn't? She made this whole thing being like, I'm going outside. And then when neither of her friends followed her, she had to come back and be like, I'm going outside and make sure they came with her. I was like, why are you endorsing this behavior? Like, it made me like Gottmik a lot less. I was like, if my friend was acting like that, I'd be like, bitch, get your fucking shit together. Like, you're embarrassing. Yeah, 100%. I'm really surprised Tina does that, to be honest. Yeah. She has such a strong personality. And for her to just follow someone out the door like that really surprised me. Yeah, I like Tina and Gottmik a lot less because of their friendship with Candy. Like, I agree with you, Chandler. Like, if I had a friend who was acting like that, I'd be like, bitch, sit down and be mm-hmm. quiet. Like you, you do that with your friends. You're honest with them. And yeah, I don't care for the whole schoolyard bully shit. And then just following her around. I just don't care for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Tina next week should be fun. <laughs> what was Tina that? was trying to defend her too. And Tamisha was like, after Candy left or whatever. I Tina, know. Tina was saying like, oh, you started it. Blah, blah. Yes, she might have, but Candy didn't need to blow up to the level that she did. That was. No, yeah, absolutely not. Tamisha was just making a very accurate observation. Like Candy could have easily been like, yeah, you're right. I am arrogant. And then like, it would have been over, but she had to freak the fuck out. And it was so unnecessary. Like, I also feel like being told you're arrogant, like, isn't the worst thing in the world. No, it's not. There's way worse things people could say about you. (laughs) Like if someone called me arrogant, I'd be like, okay, well, that's just your opinion. Yeah. And that would be it. Okay. Yeah, why is she letting it affect her so much? It's well, she's probably extremely self-conscious right now, right? I don't know. Let's not psychoanalyze <laughs> Yeah. And uh, just one more candy thing I wanted to touch on is that her mother has now been found on social media and there has been quite a lot of hate directed her way, which is uh, it's been a, a theme I think has been weaved through a few of the latter seasons, especially with the mm-hmm. social media and everything being so prevalent these days, everyone can find everyone. And it's just negativity is it's, it's too much with yeah, drag race. It's, it's been a common theme. It's, it's one really thing if you're like upset with the queen, but like on what planet is it okay to go find their mother on Instagram and say things like, like, you know, this is a TV show, right? Like it's edited to make her look this way. So, and even if you don't agree with her, don't like her, what what does that have to do with her mother? Like, it's just insanity. 
genuinely grow up if you're sending hate to people over a freaking tv show yeah it was a fight between drag queens like do you not know how often this happens <laughs> yeah just let it go yeah. I don't know. It was just ridiculous. Like you have way too much time on your hands. Mm-hmm. Literally. Research the stock market. Learn about that. <laughs> yeah, and then tell me about it because I don't know what's going on. Come on our podcast as a guest. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just terrible. Like there's such a difference between being like, I don't like that person's outfit, and being like, I'm gonna go out of my way to like email this person and tell them to go kill themselves. Like, what is wrong with people? Yeah, fucking help. Yeah, terrific. I don't know. We may not like Candy's outfits, but we're not finding her mom on the internet to yell at her about it. Like, just block her on Twitter, like I did. (laughs) I was just gonna say, like, I wouldn't even tweet her to be like, "I think you're a bitch." No, like, what's the point? Absolutely not. God, so frustrating. More thoughts on anything we've touched on tonight? Um, I did want to say that the whole, like, whatever that guy's name was, Steven, the guy from Coach, to, like, plug their bags during, like, the second look, I thought was, like, the weirdest thing. So weird. Also, do and, not like, say purse first. That's a yeah. thing. Like, not Bob. He, I was, like, I'm not convinced he's, like, not, like, a robot. Like, he was really scary. <laughs> and, like, his little video he came up in and then all the like shitty ugly bags they made all the girls carry made all of their outfits look so much worse so much worse so, so much bad. like none of them looked good with that bag and I was like what are you like you're just doing this for some like advertising like it's not worth it and they were huge it's not like they can use them again later who's gonna carry that around no it was, it was awful I was I was really annoyed because like for example like Lala's outfit the like navy cheetah print dress I thought was really cute but then she had to carry this like ugly ass bag around and I was like no and with that our podcast comes to a close I'd like to thank Chandler and Maha and Nikki for joining me on here tonight and if you enjoyed our podcast please let us know like subscribe share any fun comments we're on Twitter we're on Instagram let us know Uh, if you'd like to see anything if you have any suggestions we're open to that too uh, have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Black Bye. trans lives matter. <laughs> <laughs>